Hello and welcome to this new episode. Today I want to talk about YouTube. I want to tell you today my experience with YouTube, how I started YouTube. Um, I think I started in 2008 and YouTube was literally like brand new. And I just want to tell you how I did it, what I did, what I accomplished, my failures, what I should have maybe have done. And I hope you enjoy this. The point that I want to do with this podcast today, I also want to talk about my accent and YouTube because I was, I, I, I want to share this experience that I had with you guys and this fear that I had with you guys because maybe it's the same fear and the same emotion that you're having right now that is going to let you breathe and, you know, just say, I can do this. I'm going to just go ahead and do, you know, whatever you want to do in YouTube. So I want to talk today about the good, the bad, and the ugly of YouTube. So let's start first. How do I get into YouTube? I have um, a Hey Math group. At this point, I had a lot of students that would come to the center. And sometimes they will have to take the GED or they will have to take the SAT, whatever class they will have, whatever they will have to do for like as a, as a test. I knew that we had to go through the same basic arithmetic fractions, multiplications, like, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you have to always go through that, right? And especially when I had adults, students, I always felt that it was easier for them to go to the, to the video or to watch something before coming to the center, that way they will feel more comfortable. Not only that, they will maximize their time with me asking questions, and I also think it will kind of make them relieved that they will have also something to go back, you know, after the lesson. Some of students took advantage of it and they did great. Some students didn't care, but I'm happy that the ones that took advantage, uh, most of them did well and that helped them tremendously. So that's my first point about YouTube. When, when I started YouTube, uh, this was 2008, you couldn't really like, make money out of YouTube because YouTube at this point is just a platform. It was just literally like out and everyone was just crazy about like these videos that people were doing stunts and they were putting cats and babies. So that's how YouTube started out. And it was basically like the opportunity of making a video and sharing it in a simple way. Because at this time, for those that are younger than me, uh, I'm a, what is considered to be a millennial, right? Before and after the internet, I, was the, I had the pleasure of not knowing social media by the time I was, I don't know, much older. And at that time, YouTube was not what it was right now. YouTube was basically a place where you will just put your video and whoever watched it, it was just basically something you could share. Obviously, YouTube became a monster. And this is when I started in 2008. So uh, February 2009, this is my first video, and we're going to see here how to add, um, how to add fractions. Uh, this video actually is the best performer uh, from my YouTube. Notice that the video has really good ratings, the thumbs up, thumbs down. When you have, when you want, when you want a video to, when you, okay, when you Google a video, how to add fractions, you will see that the videos that are going to come up are the videos that have the, the most likes against the most dislikes, to put it that way. Because what Google wants you to do is to find the best video that people have, you know, like everyone has like. 
So how to add fractions is one of them. I also think, and this is the factor that you always need to consider in a lot of those videos that have a lot of million views, is that at this time, I have no one to compete like YouTube now. So when I did a video, I had to add fractions. I didn't care about tags. I didn't care about, I just, you just do it. At this time, you can see in the video, it's all PowerPoint. And at that time, and I regret that, mistake number one, I remember that I used music from Natty Schnells because at that time I was listening to Natty Schnells and I was into Natty Schnells. And I remember that I didn't want to put my voice. That was the first thing. And I want to talk about that issue. When you do YouTube or anything like this, just like I'm showing you right now my face, and you know, this is very personal and it's extremely, it's, it's, it's nice, of course, to be able to tell your stories, to, to tell something, but at the same time, it's a little bit scary because you get a lot of weird people either commenting, saying nasty things and the whole thing. So of course, when, when I wanted to do YouTube, the last thing I wanted to do was to show my face because I was like, no way. I'm not here to show my face. I just want to show the tutorial. But then the problem was my voice. At that time, my English was, uh, I mean, the same, but I always felt that I had an accent and I always felt that people will be turned off of watching the video with someone speaking with an accent because how stupid is that? But that's how I felt. So I remember like my first videos, they didn't have my voice. At that time, since I had to work at the same time as a server while I was doing a Haymath group and the YouTube and all that because I needed to pay bills. Um, well, I still need to pay bills, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I was basically hustling at, at that point. I remember that this is when the meltdown in 2008 happened. And I had this guy that, um, I don't know, I don't drink at all, but I had the opportunity to work at the bar because I guess they knew that I was a good salesperson to put that way. And I learned a lot of sales skills. I was a terrible, terrible bartender because I don't drink, so I don't know how to mix things. I hate drinking and anyhow, it was just for the money. <laughs> it was awful. But anyhow, when I'm bartending this, this was like in a high-end restaurant. It wasn't, you know, like anything weird. I had this guy and he was a loan officer and his name was John. And I will call him Johnny. And I remember that we were talking about it. And this guy was much older than me. And he was being a server because since the 2008 was the meltdown and he was a loan originator, he didn't have a job. So he had to become a server. And again, this was like the times of the recession in 2008. You will have like a lot of really high qualified people working as a bartender. So Johnny and I were like, we really didn't care about drinking, but we were really good salespeople because we'll talk to people. And I remember telling him, I remember that at that time, this is like in, in almost in North Florida, Central Florida, North Florida. I was the only Hispanic one in the restaurant. And this was like my first time talking to clients and people that were not used to an accent because first of all, they will, they will always be shocked. They'll be like, Oh, you speak Spanish. Where are you from? They wouldn't know where I was from. But anyhow, so I was, Actually, that will make me more intimidated because I will feel like, oh my God, I'm the only one with an accent. Like, yeah, people can have Southern accents. You can have a New Yorker accent, Boston accent. But I was the only one with this type of accent, to put it away. And I remember like for the people 
for like when I had to go to the kitchen and I had a lot of people from, um, I think it was from Detroit. They will, they will always ask me to say things like, oh, it's so cute. And it will get me so mad because I say, I don't want to sound cute. I want to sound like, give me this freaking steak and that's it. So they will, I guess because they, they were not used to the accent, they will, you know, that will be their immediate reaction. Oh, it's cute. It's funny. But for me, it, it came out like, it's funny. It's cute. I don't think it's funny. It's cute. Like I can't help <laughs> having an accent. So that's basically what fed my head at that time and my heart. And you know, I was terrified. And then Johnny, one of the best, one of those key players in life that you meet, those people that you meet for like a week or like a month, and you are like, man, they told me more than <laughs> anyone else that I have known for a, a lifetime. I remember that I was telling him how frustrated I was with my accent, and he said. Why don't you capitalize your accent? People remember you because you have an accent. People remember you because you're unique. And he said, if you change your perspective, and in fact, just change your voice, make people enjoy your accent, everything is going to change. Let me just tell you. That night, I went home. I talked to my husband. By the way, my husband only speaks English. So it's like I don't have a choice, right? <laughs> so... I remember, I, I'm, I'm, and I will always tell Peter, I was like, look, if I make a mistake, please correct me. You know, like I always want to make sure that I'm clear. And anyhow, I stopped that and I said, I'm just going to go ahead and just start doing the tutorials from my heart. Again, re let me just remember you at this point, I'm just making the videos. And when you're making a video or content from your heart just to do something, that's what makes it. If I would have thought like, oh, this is going to make me money, because at that time, YouTube was not making money at all. You couldn't make money on YouTube because it was just like a place to put your stuff. Later on, then yes, YouTube started to be, you know, a nice place to make money. So at that time, I started doing my videos and then voila, bingo. These are the, the best videos that I have are the ones that have my voice and all of the comments, and I'm going to put here, um, you know, some of the, 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 the videos that I'm talking about, they all say, oh, I love the accent because it makes me going, or, oh, you know, the, the video wasn't that boring because of your accent, or it's usually very positive things about my accent. Of course, I always have a jerk that says something irrelevant about my accent, or, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I feel that this guy's just or this woman or whatever is behind that, you know, that troll, that's the best word to call it. That troll did not have a good day and, you know, whatever. So I don't take any of that personal. So I wanted to share that with you because I feel that's what made my YouTube flourish, that made my YouTube uh, become more credible for students. Some of my best videos are actually in finance and they are the most technical ones. And I know um, from, you know, the comments, they say like, oh, we're watching this. Instead of teaching, my professor put your video. And that makes me so happy because I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And it makes me happy because that's exactly what make my, my thing about my accent not an issue anymore. So YouTube was, has been great to me. And thanks to YouTube, I have been able to do a lot of things in my life because it was a lot of work doing these videos. 
I gained a lot of weight because when I had a hay math, it was basically work, work, work from the time I was 27 all the time that I was 37. So that was literally all what I will do. I will do a video and then, you know, test preparation and then I will write a book. So I was all the time on that environment and that helped tremendously. So that's the other thing about when you, when you do something about YouTube, you have to do something that you love and you enjoy. Not because other people are going to watch it, because believe me, for a math video to get this many views, that's a lot. But imagine if, if I was a painter. Imagine if I were a musician, which I, oh, I love musicians. And I think they're incredible because you can listen to them over and over. And you, you know, but a math video... <laughs> If you have to listen it three times, you'll be like, ah, I don't get it. So it's a little bit different. So yes, you can make money on YouTube. Yes, you can. It's not that easy and it's becoming extremely harder because there are more people you need to compete. When I started YouTube, the two main tutors that I remember were big. Well, still Patrick. I love Patrick. I'm going to put him on the screen. This guy is literally like, if we're talking about drug dealers, and YouTubers, math YouTubers, he's like El Chapo. Like, <laughs> this man is incredible. Anyhow, great videos. I highly recommend him. And then, of course, then Khan Academy came over. And I just feel very honored that this, this, this YouTube now, you can find anything, any tutorial. But don't feel that there's, there's never enough to share. And you can always be unique. You can always do what makes you feel happy. And when you do something that makes you feel happy and the other person behind the camera catches that and learns something about it, that makes the whole difference because you're not even thinking about it, your life is gonna change in a positive way. I feel that when I, when I see in the comments, thank you, thank you, you're a lifesaver, which is a little bit, uh, a little bit too ridiculous, <laughs> to lifesaver. But then I think about it and I said, man, when I see a video, when I'm frustrated with a concept and I see a video and that video teaches me something in less than five minutes and if it's in three, I understand that feeling. There's nothing more like, you saved my life. Thank you. Because time is money. So that's the other point. Do what you feel is good. Do what you feel is useful. And believe me, they have videos about everything. Ants, earrings, pimples. I mean, pimples. I'm going to say it again, pimples. Uh, and those are the ones that have the most views. So the human beings are very curious and your imagination has no limits, to put it away. One thing I am going to tell you, you have to be consecutive, consistent. Actually, no, consistent or consecutive. <laughs> you have to be consistent. You have to always try to be respectful. Don't just do things just for view. It just doesn't work. Just do something because, and I'm telling you, I know everyone says this and people are like, oh, sure, yeah. It's just, it's like an energy that I don't know where it comes out, but when you do something that you really love, that just becomes viral. Anyhow, I really, really hope you enjoy um, this little experience about my accent and about YouTube and how changing my perspective, changing, just not being scared of what other people are going to think, just thinking, what can I give to the world and how can I do it good? It's, you know, it's not easy. I'm not going to tell you that this is something that you just go and you're like, oh, I'm going to, no, no, it's a process. 
I went through this process since 2009. So YouTube has changed completely. I mean, when I see videos like um, there's this uh, Venezuelan guy called La Divasa, which I'm going to put in right here. And you see him like a 24 hour, he's wearing like these huge nails. I mean, I love that. Like, I think this is the magic of YouTube. Just like I, I can watch a video, you know, about Adam, Adam Watts or anything, you know, economy, anything like that. TED Talks, which they're my favorite. I hope you enjoy um, this podcast and I'll see you pretty soon. I'm going to be having um, very soon a new background and a new season. So I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And this is Vanessa for Vanessa Growlich from my microscope.